Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome to the Kingdom of Pod. Jeff Caves here in Flower Mound, Texas. Hope you're doing well wherever you listen to this Kingdom of Pod on the Believe Podcast Network, brought to you by Bet Online. A look at Boise State football as news breaks and each week. And coming up, Boise State's old offense could come back to haunt them in a new defense at New Mexico, led by Rocky Long. What about Khalil Shakir? What will he look like going into the NFL draft? What are the scouts perhaps saying and thinking about Khalil and his game? And the BAA, for some, wants money for nothing. For others, that's a good thing. Uh, They need some money to help grow the program. I'll get to the details all about that. But first, let me just tell you that we're back. It's better than ever. There's a new web interface at Bet Online. Now with basketball season starting, there's a lot more prop bets, odds, and lines than ever before. If you never bet on the NBA, uh, you may want to take a look at it. This is the number one spot to do it for all basketball and football action, of course, as we get closer to the bowl season and playoffs. A lot of people be gambling on that. So the new updated desktop or mobile website for Bet Online is there. You can sign up today and you get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use that promo code, uh, code Believe50, that's B-L-A-V-50, to receive your bonus. Basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, and a lot more. Don't wait to t- take advantage. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Let's just take a quick look at this not sexy New Mexico Boise State breakdown and start with the Boise State offense disguised as defense in New Mexico. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, you do or don't know that Rocky Long has taken over as the defensive coordinator at New Mexico. And with him, uh, he brings a lot of confusion. Uh, this is a 3-3-5 scheme. And you've got a lot of smaller guys uh, running around the field, making plays, pressuring the quarterback, not knowing the quarterback, not knowing where people are going to line up so that he can make adjustments based on formations, based on how many safeties, uh, based on blitz packages and letting the offensive line know, hey, they've got an extra guy over here. Watch for the blitz there. Uh, Offensive linemen making adjustments off of that 
because, hey, they want to make sure if this guy twists and this linebacker comes uh, that we've got a switch and everybody's responsibilities will fall in line with that. And so it's a circus to keep track of for offenses. And go back and, you know, before this new addition of the Boise State offense, uh, really that's what defenses said about Boise State's offense. They didn't know where they were going to end up. They were lining up all over the place. There were different personnel groups in the game. There were four offensive tackles, four tight ends. Just look at what Kellen Moore is doing in Dallas now to get a flavor uh, of the month. And it confused defenses. It put them on their heels and it slowed them down. Well, that's what Rocky's trying to do at New Mexico. I think it's a great tactic. Uh, I think that the, the blitz is coming from all sides of the field. Uh, strong, weak, field, boundary, all of that is uh, clever, confusing, and when he has the right personnel, very effective. I just don't know if that right personnel is going to be against Boise State coming up uh, what is tomorrow night as I broadcast this. So, you know, there's a lot of things that can get you out of playing uh, sound football. I don't think that Personnel-wise, New Mexico has what Rocky had over a long time at New Mexico where he was able to reload. He was able to go into Southern California and get great smaller athletes and let them build themselves up some and then turn them loose. I think that's harder to do at New Mexico. Uh, they do have this Joey Noble, a defensive end, who, you know, he leads the 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 Mountain West, he leads his team in tackles for loss. So you'll see him in the backfield some. He's got 15 and a half, you know, negative plays, tackles for loss. That's positive. But overall, I was surprised when I looked up that New Mexico is 10th in the Mountain West Conference in sacking the quarterback. And, you know, they're still running it on him as well. So there's not as much pressure to, to pass the ball. So I think this is a work in progress. I think he's making do with what he has. He's going to need time to recruit, get a, um, some of the second teamers. If you look at the New Mexico two-depth chart, two-deep chart, they've got a lot of non-transfers there. Uh, they'll line up and probably start five transfers on the New Mexico defense. There's only two of those on their two-deep. So for tomorrow night, probably not the greatest addition of the New Mexico defense based on where they could be. You know, will Rocky dial it up for Boise State more? I, I think that's overrated. I think Rocky dials it up for everybody every week. He's bright. He's smart. He's aggressive. He's tough. He's consistent. And I think he now knows that he's got some personnel limitations. And certainly with injuries, it could even get uh, worse than that. So when I look at New Mexico's defense, I wouldn't be concerned. Uh, now, it's easy for me to say you've got Shakir out there in the media saying it, it's confusing to him and he's trying to figure it out. That's fair. Uh, it's not the first time he's faced them. And it is confusing. And then at some point you figure out, well, we're just going to run our offense. We're going to just do this to this area. And you, when somebody crosses your face, you, you take care of them. So I don't think it'll be much issue. I've seen the other teams in the conference putting up 30-plus points on New Mexico I think Boise State has a lot of motivation, and I'll get to that in a minute on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, they need to be a lot more under control than that, right? They've, they've got to have their wits about them and 
be able to communicate very clearly from the quarterback to the line and and you know out back to the even the running backs and pass protections on where these blitzes are coming from. So I, they may catch them on a few, but it's not it's not what you're worried about. It's the pressures, you know, and you would expect them to run the ball a little bit more than normal anyway, as I think they have a very uh, dominant physical advantage on on this particular brand of rocky long defense. It's going to take a while for him to get the guys. You know, you look at a guy like Skinner. Uh, that was an Avalos get, and and Andy got him, and that's a kid that could have ended up at San Diego State in the day. They had a great reputation for defensive backs going to the NFL, as Boise State does. And that style of play is appealing in that area of the Southern California for your family and all that stuff. Uh, but Skinner had different ideas, good for Boise State. So I don't find to be uh, anything short of a 30-point performance by the Boise State offense. Boise State's defense against New Mexico's offense, man, the offensive line for New Mexico was average uh, before they had injuries, and then they had injuries, and they started shuffling people around like Boise State. They're running the football about 125 yards uh, a game. They don't really protect the passer that well. They're like 10th in the league in allowing sacks. Uh, they don't even average 14 points a game, a little under that offensively. They've had issues at quarterback. They've got more of an option running pistol type quarterback in Sanchez now running this offense. He only threw seven passes against Fresno State last week. Uh, they've had injuries at wide receiver, which can hurt their continuity and getting timing down. So this is going to have to be a total collapse in my book for the Boise State defense to allow more than seven or 10 points. So you're going to have to have a ton of turnovers. You're going to have to have a lot of penalties going against uh, Boise State. And I do believe this about defense in general. Defense can be played and won by emotion. And there's a Tom Brady joke now that defensive football players are like cars chasing or dogs chasing cars. So a dog sees a car that's moving, gets excited, and just chases that sucker down, whether he can get it or not. He's just going to chase that thing. Well, sometimes you're fueled by emotions on defense, and that's how you play. You play based on some reaction that comes out of you, and you're emotionally going to go out and try to get things. Well, the emotional reaction for Boise State is senior night, and that is an important night. Uh couple of the leaders on defense, Wimpy and Canijo, are not coming back. No medical, no 60 or nothing. They're done-dones. So those guys uh, meant a lot to this program. I, I think that the other players around them want to perform well on this, what could be their last night uh, together. Uh, guys like Skinner, I'd be surprised if Skinner came back. Uh, just so many injury challenges that can face players with the money in the NFL. You'd want to grab it when you can. So I like the emotions of the evening for the Boise State defense. And I think they'll rule the day. And I, I don't think New Mexico is going to really have much chance there. The bottom line, you know, New Mexico needs a ton of help to get this done. They need a ton of help to win this football game, win those turnovers and penalties. So I think it'll be 30 to 10 or worse. So 30 to 10 or even worse. In other words, Boise State can get to 42 quite easily. Uh, I think they could limit New Mexico to seven. Pitching a shutout is nothing I would want to predict because I don't know how important that is. 
uh, to Andy to keep starters in longer if New Mexico is really struggling. But I don't see this as a game that Boise State will struggle to win. All right, speaking of Shaq or Khalil or Deuce or Shakir or however we want to refer to him, now, he is the next wide receiver in line for Boise State to get his opportunity to go into the NFL. Now, Cedric Wilson's sort of leading the way right now, getting some attention uh, with Dallas for the things that he has done. And now here comes more of a five-tool guy. You know, Shaq reminds me some of Jeremy McNichols in that when McNichols was first brought up, burned his redshirt year at Nevada, in that 2014 season, you know, he was a jack of all trades. They just wanted to get him the ball. He played in the slot. He could go out wide. And, of course, he could run the football. Well, they've done all that uh, with Shakir as well. And when it comes to what he may project to in the NFL, I see Shakir uh, being that kind of a versatile guy for an NFL team, which they will like. If they're going to put in some gadget plays, they'll want to know who can handle the ball, who can... Uh, pitch, who can uh, double reverse, who can run it, and they're going to look at him. They're going to say, okay, this kid did a lot of that at Boise State. That's going to help him. Uh, they're going to look at his special teams plays, ability to return kicks. Uh, that's going to help him. But at the end of the day, he's going to get drafted as a wide receiver, and they want to know what kind of a wide receiver is he. When I watch him, I see Robert Woods and Cup from the Rams. That's who I see. Uh, when you look at straight, you know, Metcalf type speed or your favorite deep threat receiver, you know, Tyreek Hill and those guys, I, I don't see that with Shakir. Now, he could develop it. I just don't see that. I see great hands, a slot receiver. And, and here's a couple of things that I really like about Shakir. He has a lot of discipline. Dad was a Marine. He coached him. He was hard on him. He traveled around the world with him. And He's got a lot of discipline in how he approaches the game. He's a quieter kid. I think he thinks about what he's going to say before he does it. I don't think he's had any discipline issues at Boise State. And just think of the climate of wide receivers in the NFL, the attention they get, uh, the issues that they have with them and getting everything from you know, police charges for terrible things or just not wearing their jersey properly and getting fined by the league. So... Everything in between there can gather at that spot. And I see that a guy like Shakir can have an even bigger value because of his attitude, his teamwork, and, and the fact that he is not going to be ever a discipline issue. So I, I think he'd be a middle-round guy. Um, I don't know that he'd be a top-couple-round guy, but maybe this senior bowl spot that he's going to have an opportunity to showcase will we'll, we'll do something better for him. But... I think we should enjoy them while we can. Uh, there's a chance, and I'll talk about that here in a second, about how the BAA, the Bronco Athletic Association, is resetting itself. Uh, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand here with maybe this isn't the last time we see Boise State. Maybe this is the year that they are in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl for, for other reasons. But just enjoy Shakir. I think he has uh, been used as well as any player Boise State's had. Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe since... Um, Jay Ajayi. You know, Jay Ajayi was just so workhorse. I mean, they just they just gave it to him over and over and over, and he produced the results. And there were so many games this season where it was Shakir left, right, running it, and they'd throw it to him a couple of times in a row. So, anyway, it'll be fun to see what happens with his NFL career. 
We also all got a note on the Bronco Athletic Association. Now, here's my observation of what we're starting to see. You've got Jeremiah Dickey, who's come in from the outside uh, of the program without having any prior knowledge of how things were done or not done at Boise State, and he's going to bring his expertise with him. And I think that one of the reasons he was hired is because he's going to bring things that he's learned at a place most recently like Baylor or even Houston, where they've got budgets, expectations, ways of doing business. And in both schools' case, they have a history of being at the or aspiring or at being at the, the, the higher levels of college football and a long history of it. So they don't have a FCS, one AA, Division II junior college background as recently as the late 60s. That's not who they are. Uh, you know, Boise State didn't even get this opportunity to be where they uh, are now, you know, uh, until the mid 90s. So He's bringing systems, and he's trying to change things and move Boise State into the next budget level for themselves so that he can get the kind of resources for coaches and what fans want to see, and that's going to take money. And they're going to get more members involved in the Bronco Athletic Association one way or another. Uh, they're not going to charge a lot of money to make that happen. You can go on their website right now, BarcoSports.com, BAA. I think for $25, you can get into the BAA. If you do it fast enough, you get two free tickets to the New Mexico game, which doesn't say much about the sales for that game, but that doesn't matter. Um, I think they're also probably just going to start including it in tickets purchased for the 22 season. And it'll be involved. You'll, you'll be a member of the BAA probably in every every ticket in the house and uh, that's just the way that's going to be there's no downside to that for fans I don't know that you can do that with a single game ticket but we'll have to see Uh, but we've had sections of Albertson Stadium the curves uh, that were the family plan sections that didn't carry BAA memberships with it because that was a tariff that was on top of it I think they're taking a different attitude they just want to expand the reach they want to get into the database business. They want to get your email. They want to have contact with you. They want to send you regular updates digitally through your phones or through email. And so this is important to them. I also, I also think there's a an element to the Big 12 and trying to romance the Big 12 with the expanding uh, donor base and where they're at as a booster organization and fans and season tickets. And look at all the tickets they've sold this year. So there's a lot of positive things uh, in a tough year that are happening for Boise State football, and, and this is just another one of them. And I think the big shift that he knows he needs to get to, and, you know, fans are getting, I think, enough messaging about how important this is that I do believe that it has gotten to a point where there's an expectation that fans know universities. And, and football programs need money to get ahead. And that money they now know, I think, at more of a mass, uh, a, a mass level, I think a, a, a lot of people now know, whether they went to the school or not, whether they're high school graduates, college graduates, and everything in between, that there's only so much money that comes from the state. There's only so much money that gets through that gate for those games. 
And they've all been beaten into submission now, knowing that their TV money, while better than the other schools in the Mountain West, is just pennies on the dollar compared to where the Power Five is. And there's just been a, a, enough relentless education and awareness and messaging about that where I think a lot of fans understand it. So this move that they're going to be making is really to get to a point where they're asking for individuals to support the football program or the university or the athletic department or your favorite sport, take your pick, and donate money. And not necessarily have your hands out like, okay, if I give you money, what are you going to give me? What's the trick? They're making this critical move to please give us money because we need to help our program. They can manage that a lot better with a lot less overhead, foot soldiers, software systems, and all that. Because every time you create a program to get money and you got to do something to do that, you're taking some of the money you raise and putting it towards that effort versus just trying to raise money. I don't know if that makes sense, but when you talk about the masses, I think that's one of the efforts that they're trying to uh, trying to do. Uh, the cost of doing business now, I think, is pretty well known. Uh, I don't know if everybody understands, but that Stickle Sky Center, the Blameyer football offices, from what I understand, are still not paid off. There's debt service on those things. Uh, there's been massive losses with COVID. We all should know that by now. And it'll be interesting to see what happens with bowl season as we are getting down to that point now. You got a couple of scenarios here. All right. Utah State loses a game. Boise State beats New Mexico, beats San Diego State. They get into the Mountain West Championship and they beat whoever comes out of the other side of the West and they get into the Los Angeles Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, and that's one scenario. They do the same thing, but they don't beat the Western Division champion, and they have to go to the blank bowl, okay? Then the third scenario is they beat New Mexico, they lose to San Diego State, and Utah State wins out. They don't go to the Mountain West Championship game, and they go to the blank bowl. In those two last scenarios, they don't get to the Mountain West Championship game or they get there and they lose, their record's not going to be that great. They'll still have some cachet because I, I think that the television executives understand that there's still enough awareness that a Boise State football game is fun to watch as a viewer and they can do a decent number with it. And I think there's still enough brand recognition for that and they can put a good matchup together and put them somewhere. Now... That's what's in it for the TV people. On the other side of that coin, have we not been told enough years now to where the majority of people know that if they do not go to that Jimmy Kimmel Bowl, almost any other bowl game, and maybe even including that one, frankly, how much money are they going to lose? How much do they have to just dole out if they don't go to the Mountain West Championship, but they do, you know, go to a bowl game and they're faced with a two to $300,000 expenditure for that. Uh, I'm sure they'll, they'll find it. I, 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 know, I don't know what their words will be for everybody to understand all this, but COVID, you know, really put them in a tougher spot and we, we should all 
be aware of that. Hopefully, they'll find a, a, a good scenario. Um, but one solution for some of this, should they not make it into the Mountain West Championship game and win it, and they end up anything short of that, some of those problems are solved coming off a of COVID year playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. It hasn't been done uh, forever. It hasn't been done since 2005, unless my math is correct, when it was called the MPC Bowl and they lost to Boston College. That's 16 years. And, you know, Kevin McDonald is going to be putting in his last famous Idaho Potato Bowl, an old Boise State quarterback. And I don't think he's, you know, he's never had Boise State in that bowl game. And it was started by Gene Blameyer in Boise State. Uh, it's played at Albertson Stadium. And if there's ever a year where ESPN could say, okay, let's put, uh, we, we want to put Boise State in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, you guys, because we've talked to you. We know the financial situation. Here's what we'll do. We're going to trade out the MAC this year. I don't think the MAC will argue with that because what are they going to say? No, we wanted to go to Boise? I mean, a lot of those kids have had it with cold weather. They won't even know about this. So if they could trade out a MAC team somewhere that they're happy and bring in an opponent who, whose record may not be great but has some promotional value, just some promotional value, and the coach and the situation is like, all right, we're going to go play a home game against Boise State. This isn't ideal, but it's a great experience for us. We've never been there. And we're, we got an interim coach, but we're a brand name school. Let's do it, right? So maybe that is the best case scenario financially and, um, you know, for an opponent and, and a home game. Because then you'd have another opportunity to have a home game. And yes, there is still some revenue that is shared there and some enthusiasm that's generated. And I think it would be supported. I hope you guys would support it. Uh, I think it'd be a good opportunity and uh, another home game for those guys, another home game for all of you to watch Boise State. And think about it. You know, the in-game attendance for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl hasn't been the greatest. I mean, as many bowl games go, it's been difficult. Uh, we've had bad weather. We've We've had daytime kickoffs. There's been issues here or there. But... Wouldn't that be impressive to have a Boise State home game against a namer, a better name brand opponent? Maybe they bring Central Florida back, which won't happen. Um, and you get 30,000 people in there. All right? Just think about that. It, it could be the year for it. I do appreciate you uh, watching this. If you go to my YouTube channel, you can check out the Kingdom of Pod. Uh, when I have that opportunity and the time uh, works out, I try to put it on there. Of course, you can listen to the Kingdom of Pod uh, cast, uh, your audio. You can download it at Apple or wherever you get your podcast. Please rate it, review it, pass it on. Anybody that loves Boise State football, uh, try to give you as much as I can uh, with the latest going on with the team as news happens and uh, before every football game. Enjoy it. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.